0: We went to go see Rascal Flats. The wife and myself. We always get a photo opportunity, and you can't ask Rascal Flats to take five, six, seven pictures, or at Can least I try off? to dissuade my wife from doing so. So the photo that we did take with them. Yeah,
1: but your song rewind. <laughs> rewind it again. <laughs> One more time.
0: <laughs> We get ready to take the photo and as we're getting ready, we're talking with Jay DeMarcus in the band and he made this unbelievably off-color remark and my wife was like, Bwah! and click. <laughs> <laughs> Back from my two-week sabbatical, coping on the couch with Courtney and Brian. What a mess Ben Castro left the couch in my absence, Courtney. Incidentally, if you don't know who any of us are. <laughs> yeah, right. like, what are you talking about and what am I listening to? Well, here's the deal. Courtney is a mental health therapist yes. and I am a longtime therapy patient. And so what we do is every week we try to take some of the stigma out of the therapy experience mm-hmm. as we look at things through the prism of both sides of the equation so people don't have to be afraid of maybe dipping their toe into the therapy water. That's right. maybe the best way to describe this. And
1: Ben DeCastro was filling in for you while you were on vacation and he brought snacks and that is why your couch is a little messy. Oh, so
0: that's why you're upset to have me back <laughs> yeah. because like Brian, I don't have snacks. <laughs> All right, Duly Noted for episode 60 next week. Man, what a PIA this Courtney can be. <laughs> so much for bedside men here right? in the therapy office. This week we are are talking
1: about self-image? Yes, and body image. A lot of times this can develop into very serious problems. There's people who this can have an issue with their social life, with their relationships, with work, because they're so focused on certain things about their body or they start having obsessions about certain things that they perceive as flaws, even if they're not really detectable flaws. But sometimes people zone in on that and it can be a big problem for them.
0: So in my defense, the reason why I don't have snacks, Mm -hmm. man boobs are getting a little bit big. Oh,
1: (laughs) I have some of these issues. I know exactly what you're talking about. And so on the extreme end of it, people can have body dysmorphic disorder, which is BDD. And that is when people may focus on one particular area and really obsess about it to the point where it interferes with their functioning. But a lot of people do have this in mild forms, too, where they're not accepting of maybe their body changes over the years or if they've gained weight and they start to get really upset or different things that they focus on with their bodies. And so sometimes we don't think about it, but it can really affect all sorts of areas in our life.
0: And here is where matters have probably become worse over the course of, let's say, the last five years. Mm -hmm. We were just having a conversation with our friend Heather the other day about the usage of filters on social media. And not only is it on photos, you can do this in videos Mm -hmm. now, and people create this fictitious version of themselves, and they become so obsessed with it when they look in the mirror and and they don't see that, mm-hmm. or if somebody maybe says something because they see the real version of them in public, right. mm-hmm. it affects them negatively in that way, to which I always say, look, what I do is I use the filter on socials to make me look 40 pounds heavier. So when people see me in person, like, oh my God, you lost so much weight. And that's how I combat it, but that's just me. And they Courtney. say, Brian, you look amazing in person. And you're like, yeah,
1: well, I know. I'm you're
0: amazing. looking a lot less like Dennis Franz than you do on Instagram. But no, look, but- there are people... People like Instagram models, mm-hmm. too, that just creates this yeah. standard that people can't live up to. That's
1: infuriating right now, is watching this. And I really didn't realize that you could do it in videos, too. I, I thought didn't thought pictures that people were airbrushing things. Mm-hmm. They show it all the time. I just watched another thing about Photoshop fails, and they had a bunch of people, like the Kardashians and all different people, and they showed how they had altered things to such a point that there was so distortions in the picture. So you can tell, like an arm was way too small, different things like that. And so it It really, I think it works on people's minds, not only the people who are doing it, who have to sit there for four hours and they're like trying to make these perfect images of themselves. Like, what is that doing to say I'm not good enough to post Mm -hmm. the way that I actually am? But also the people who are receiving this and seeing this. Everybody, I think, is smart enough to know that there is a lot of this deception going on right now. But yet, how do you tell your brain that when you're looking at yourself and you're not so perfect? and you're looking at these amazing images with no flaws. I think this is really doing so much damage to us, especially kids coming up, like younger generation. Oh my gosh, that they have been immersed in this. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes I look at pictures and I go, that looks ridiculous. Like, how could that be real? It is so exaggerated and so perfect. But I think with kids, a lot of times they don't realize it as much and they aspire to that. And it's really scary.
0: Another area where I see this, and this is with the older crowd because I am 50 plus, but anytime, and I don't mean to be sexist when it comes to this. But if I take a selfie with a female, I always have to show it to yes. said female. And she's like, no, 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 no. Let's do it again. But this time, hold it higher. No, I don't like that one. Here, you get on this side and I'll get on this side. And it just gets to be so insane. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. Can we just take this picture? Who cares? But yeah, yeah everybody does it though, too. Well, there are a lot of thing. times where I'll try to suck up the double chin and things like that because <laughs> you, you do I love see a little poses and you try to vogue like Madonna
1: just to look just so. Oh, Brian. I appreciate that. But no, you are so right. And I am calling myself out on this because I do that as well. Mm-hmm. The only indulgence I allow myself is to take a little bit from under the eye, like <laughs> to a blur under the eye. As I get older, I got these bags from getting up so early in the morning. But it's true. You fall into this where you feel like you have to correct some of these things.
0: And there was a potential discussion that we were going to have on the radio that we still might have in the future where I wanted to ask the question, have you ever been contacted or have you done this to somebody where you get tagged in a photo on somebody else's page and you don't like the way you look, do you reach out to that person and say, will you please take that Mm -hmm. down? Or do you untag yourself? Things like that.
1: Right. And that's a very common thing. And I have to laugh, but it's not so funny. Went out with two ladies the other night. And it's funny because we had the bartender take the picture and I just glanced at it. But the other two gals, they were like checking it out. But you always check for yourself. And it's funny because one of my friends said, we don't care what anybody else looks like, but we always check for what we look like. So when you're looking at the picture, you're looking at like, how do I look in that? How's the angle on that? And it's so funny. You look perfect.
0: Gary's picking his nose.
1: (laughs) It's so funny because this is what happens nowadays. I think because there's so much pressure to always post. You're doing fun things. You want to show the world. But yet, pictures can pick up a lot of different things and wrong angles and stuff. So we're like so focused in on how do I look in that picture? Now I have to say, I've never actually told someone to take a picture down. Mm -hmm. I've cringed and been like, okay, fine, whatever. But I have, and you know, have said before the picture was posted, oh no, we need to do that again. I think that's very human of us. And as long as we know that this isn't interfering with our functioning or with our ability to do what we need to do socially and that kind of thing. But this is true. I think we're
0: all affected in some way by this. The one instance where I felt terrible, we work in country music radio and there was a time that we went to go see Rascal Flatts, the wife and myself. Mm-hmm. So we always get a photo opportunity of some kind and you can't ask Rascal Flatts to tell Take five, six, seven pictures, or at Can least I try to dissuade my wife from doing so. So, the photo that we did take with them. Remember
1: yeah, your song Rewind?
0: <laughs> Rewind it again! <laughs> One more time! <laughs> so, my wife, we get ready to take the photo, and as we're getting ready, we're talking with Jay DeMarcus in the band, and he made this unbelievably off color remark, and my wife was like, <gasps> click <laughs> so we get home and because we have to promote what we do on social yeah. media it is a horrible picture of her and I said look we've got nothing else she was begging me to take it down oh, no, but Brian. I said I can't oh, not put this up I, can't believe I can it. maybe crop you out of it it's finally. She's should like, I blur oh, your face a little just forget yeah. it <laughs> I said look I will take you out of it and put Kate Hudson <laughs> yes, instead I don't say. have a problem with that but you might have a problem <laughs> Megan with Megan Fox all of a sudden well, yeah. she happy yeah, Rascal Flat show. Oh my gosh, so you totally put your job
1: in front of your wife's I ego. I did,
0: put the job in front of my wife. Is it any wonder that I've been married twice? <laughs> oh my goodness. But I don't want to sound true. like a hypocrite because, Courtney, whenever you and I take a photo together, and mm-hmm. you talked about how sometimes you're like, I don't like that one. Yeah. Every time I'm like, it's fine. However, I will tell you that recently I was a part of a video podcast, somebody else's podcast. They finally posted it and I looked at it and in terms of the weight that I need to lose, the angle was was so disturbing. And in the past, that has served as a means of me saying, all right, I got to do something about this, Mm -hmm. like photos. And I've lost at times 50, 60, 70 pounds. But I'm at an age now where it's much tougher to drop weight. Like I can do five pounds. But then once I hit that, it really gets difficult. And I have to tell you, it does get to me and it does bother me. Mm -hmm. And I just sort of feel suffocated by it. And I feel like, well, there's nothing I can do. So it gets to the point where I'm like, I don't even know that I want to do video anything. This is what I have to suffer through.
1: I really think social media, there's so much pressure of all these things and the videos and the pictures and everything. But it's true, it makes it difficult when you are having some issues with something physically that you feel like you're not so comfortable with. When I talk to people about having body image issues and we talk about what you're grateful for with your body, what is working. Our brains, like we know, tends to focus on the things that are negative or not going well so that we can fix them. But sometimes we have to have some acceptance around it and say, okay, just like you said. I can work on some of this, but I also know the parameters have changed because I'm getting older. So there's a struggle there. It's harder. That's a problem too. It's a problem because I know I've lost weight and gained weight and lost weight and gained weight. And it might've been hard in my twenties, but now looking back, I'm like, oh, that was so easy. Like eat some salads and go to the gym, just do a couple different things and you'll be fine. And then thirties and then forties, now 50. I'm like, wow, you can tell the difference in how hard it can be to make those changes.
0: At this point on most of my socials, my cover photo is the back of my elbow. That's the (laughs) old only thing at this right. point that's looking halfway decent oh, you know you do have a pretty nice elbow there right? yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. I don't mean to bother you, but I recognize your elbow. Are you Brian from Cat Country 98.1? Why, as a matter of fact, I am. Very exceptional. Uh,
1: But that's true. It's the thing of appreciating certain things about us and trying to look at that in the way of having gratitude for what our body does for us and how, especially when I work out, I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not exactly perfectly how I want to look, but I feel strong. I feel good in that way and what my body can do for me. And so that's the kind of thing that I try to focus on. And like I said, also that acceptance, but it is, it's tough, and CBT, which we've talked about before, cognitive behavioral therapy, which has helped you a lot in challenging Mm -hmm. your thinking, that is also something that we need to do with body image. Or try CBD if that doesn't work. (laughs) (laughs) is how we can help challenge some of these ideas because sometimes we have this really negative ideas that put ourselves down and we don't wanna do that. So we wanna challenge that and say, hey, is this really true? Let me acknowledge myself for working hard toward a goal, but also just acknowledge that I'm grateful and that it is what it is and have some acceptance.
0: And speaking of the whole getting older thing, another way that they get you Mm -hmm. and another pitfall that you have to be careful of is you'll be on Facebook and they're like, Facebook memory, and you click Uh. the photo and you see yourself 40 pounds ago yes. about three or four wrinkles mm-hmm. ago and you're just like Ugh, yeah. what I wouldn't give to go back to that place mm-hmm. and the one thing that we always talk about with mental health is living in the now Yes, you can't go back to that version of you so don't drive yourself crazy about right. it Right,
1: appreciate where you were at that time oh you were so cute and look how young you were but that's when I'll look at the picture and go wow you looked so young mm. also, it's getting you know- to the point
0: now though I go back two years I'm like hmm I was just as much of a fat <laughs> cow back down as I am
1: now. Well, <laughs> at least it hasn't gotten worse. But what you don't want to do is equate your self-worth with that, with right. your physicality. So knowing that you are worthy. There's a quote that I have used with my clients. I am enough and always becoming more. And also just saying, I am worthy. Having some of these positive affirmations to recognize that you're struggling with something, that it's very important to not put your self-worth with that. So it's separate from that, that you are worthy no matter what size, no matter what it is is that's bothering you physically.
0: Or how about this? If you don't mind scooching over there in the therapy chair as I attempt to become the therapist, a thing that I do from time to time is, okay, if I'm looking back at this physical version of myself Mm -hmm. and I'm not happy with it, can I also look back at the person that I was five years ago? Let me give you an example. I do a lot of writing. I've been in Mm -hmm. TV writing and sketch writing and I've even gotten into playwriting, screenwriting, all that stuff. I can look back at something that I wrote five years ago and say, wow, I've really improved in Mm. that area. Or if you don't do something like that, how am I a better parent now? How am I a better son or Mm -hmm. daughter? How am I a better spouse? And when you distract yourself from the way things go from a physical perspective, you're always trying to improve on the kind of person that you are. So maybe if you're not happy with the way you look, It's not just about that superficial stuff. It's about what kind of a person you are as well. Exactly.
1: And it's like, what are you preaching to others? What do you preach to your children? Mm -hmm. You know, it's all of these things. It's like, we have to listen to ourselves and give ourselves that advice. Sometimes we give it to everyone else, but then Mm -hmm. when it comes to us, we're kind of slacking on that. So I think that's really important. Are you studying to be a therapist now, Brian? (laughs) The thing is, I've just had so
0: much therapy Yeah. after a while. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's through osmosis. You just start to pick up because you know... I don't necessarily know if I can open up some office space. <laughs> that's so funny. Print out a phony certificate. <laughs> and be like, hey, I've had enough I don't therapy. like the way that certificate looks. Can we try that again?
1: <laughs> we need to rewind on that. But no, that's so true is looking at the bigger picture of who you are, mm-hmm. like I said, with your self-worth. But I remember, so there was a podcast that we did on anxiety and someone had reposted it and they said, hey, check this out. Remember, you are not your anxiety. And that's something that I say to my clients. You. You are not your depression. You are not your anxiety. You are not the things that are bothering you. You are not your physicality. You are so many more things than that. So remember that because we tend to get stuck and obsessed and stay on one thing. But I love what you said that we need to also look and see what areas have I gotten better? How am I bigger in ways of like, how am I living better? Uh, I'll show brave? you where I'm bigger. <laughs> How am I living in a brave way? How am I taking chances? Like you said, how am I a better parent? All of these things are so important and we need to weigh them out so we're not putting too much emphasis on the
0: physical. And there's something to be said about aging gracefully. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times and the most recent example of this was that Friends reunion special. When I looked at Courtney Cox and Mm -hmm. I looked at Jennifer Aniston and they've clearly had work and I'm like, oh, the work doesn't look good. If they just could have stayed on the same path, These are two beautiful women. You don't need to mess with yourself that way. You start to become so obsessed that you start making mistakes to try to overcompensate Mm -hmm. for what's going on. And then another perfect example. How many times have you heard people say, oh my God, Steve Carell looks so much better ever since he let himself go gray. Oh my God, John Travolta looks so much better ever since he shaved Mm -hmm. his head. There is a certain grace to getting older and it is a natural progression that we are trying to fight because of... the messages that society is sending us and what society needs to do Mm -hmm. collectively is to start focusing on look how much better George Clooney looks as Mm -hmm. he gets older. But I also hear a lot of women say "Ah, (laughs) guys age a lot more gracefully than we do so that's why you start maybe doing these things that are only making your situation worse. Right, that's the
1: perception Mm -hmm. that the guys get more distinguished and that kind of thing and so I think that's the pressure on women of like oh get rid of the gray hair Oh, get rid of the wrinkles, Oh, do this, do that and so we get stuck in that cycle. I've had friends already tell me like, hey, if you want a little nip-tuck or this or that, I know a place. You know, I'm like, wow, are we talking about that already? <laughs> oh my goodness.
0: It reminds me of a conversation I had with the actress, Andy McDowell. I had interviewed her once and we were talking about getting older. And this is back when I was in my 30s. And we were talking about the kind of people that we were attracted to. Mm-hmm. And she said, I find as I get older, I'm increasingly attracted to people of my own age. And I find that I'm that way too. Mm-hmm. You can throw somebody at me like an Aria Ana Grande and I look at her and I can acknowledge that she's attractive Mm -hmm. but she looks to me like she could be in high school and I'm just kind of like it's not attractive in a way that would make me want to be with her and believe you me she wouldn't want to be with me either but what I'm saying is I could see somebody like an Annie McDowell who's still Mm -hmm. a beautiful woman who doesn't appear as if she's had any work done and I think I appreciate that more I appreciate my wife who to me gets Mm -hmm. more and more beautiful every day she will look at pictures of herself in high school and be like oh Oh, that's when I was hot. And I'm like, look, I was attracted to you when you were in high school, but I got to tell you, you look a lot better now, in
1: spite of what you might yeah. think. Yeah, so I guess maybe that's the thing too, is having those conversations, because I know my husband, he's always very kind to me about, oh, you just look better. You're not the one who ages, I'm the one. I'm aging for the both of us, he says.
0: I have to speak to that, because guess what I saw the other day? Because Carla was chuckling, my wife. She said, hey, you want to see a high school yearbook photo of Courtney? Uh- <laughs> Oh, and I thank saw you it. so much. Courtney, I have to tell oh. you, no, you have aged very <laughs> gracefully. If I were you, if I had a choice between what I looked like in high school and what right. I look like now, I would go with now. I really yeah, do well, think that you well. I would go with 28, well. but that's okay. Yeah, well, <laughs> I haven't seen that photo. <laughs> but I'm working on 28. it. 28.
1: But about Andy McDowell, I have to say, she does look beautiful. She's going all gray. Mm-hmm. This is a new thing with women going yep. all gray. The and pandemic really, was really really a game pretty. changer yeah. for a lot yep. of people. It really, really pretty. And she does look like she hasn't had... Work done, and I am looking more and more at women who I'm like, "Wow, look at!" I remember Michelle Pfeiffer was talking about this mm-hmm. too, and she's like, "You know what? There comes a time when you want to look good for your age rather than looking younger than your age." She goes, "You just want to look good for your age." And to I me, said, that's
0: so true. You know what's more noticeable? That would be I can tell that you're using a filter, mm-hmm. or I can tell that you've had work done on your face, right, and right. that to me is a much bigger turnoff mm-hmm. because I want people as I get older, and we talk about the emotional end of things. Mm-hmm. I want the genuine version of right, you. Right. Right. I don't. Want the version of you that you think that I want. Right. I know you don't want people to let themselves go. <laughs> no, and that's it's not about, to say right. that you should stop coloring your hair right, or whatever. Right. I'm just saying if you're doing something that you really have to think about whether or not it's healthy or mm-hmm. unhealthy, if you're having multiple plastic surgeries, and I don't even want to pass yeah, judgment on yeah. that, but to me, the preference is having you look more natural mm-hmm. than plasticky. And I think, especially with women, and especially women in Hollywood, and look, I've worked right. there. So yeah. I know what happens to actresses as mm-hmm. they get older, unless you're Helen Mirren or somebody like that, or Meryl Streep, right. where you feel like you have to keep up with the Joneses when mm-hmm. you see the younger blood coming in. Right. But I think it can get to the point, as always, there's a line where it becomes detrimental and people start looking at you and saying, look how freakish, You right. know, nobody's cheek should be that tight or nobody's lips should be that big or whatever it is.
1: Like we had mentioned at the beginning of this, people who have the body dysmorphic disorder, if they're really focused on one thing, there's a higher percentage of people 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 who have BDD who actually seek out the plastic surgery and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So it does make sense that people are trying to, quote unquote, fix these things, but it can become very addictive because people won't stop. Oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. And so doing what you can do to make yourself feel good, the things that we do to try to keep ourselves healthy and that kind of thing. But beyond that, yeah, it's really, it's focusing on self-love. It's focusing on the bigger picture of things, but it is hard. I think there's a lot of pressure. So we do need to kind of come together and we need to say, all oh, right, enough Hollywood, you right. know, and enough, with enough all this social media, enough yes. Instagram models, mm-hmm. all that
0: stuff. Another thing that I do to make myself feel better, and it's almost at the expense of others, so I wouldn't say that it's the healthiest thing, <laughs> but here's what I do too I will go through my socials, and I have a lot of friends from high school and stuff, and I'm yeah. like, boof, look how much worse that dude looks than oh. I do right now. <laughs> so you do a little <laughs> comparison, hey, comparison yes. shopping, if you will. <laughs> comparison <laughs> shopping. Hey, and Greg, I- how about a little lipo? <laughs>
1: In counseling, we do a little comparison. For some people, it really does help them. Maybe not necessarily looking at other people at <laughs> high school, but comparing yourself to in what ways am I better? You know, like you were saying, like comparing to other struggles or comparing to other people who have struggles like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I would handle that struggle. I am so grateful that I can blank. That kind of thing. That can actually be helpful for people. Or how about this? I'm
0: not exactly The Rock or Johnny Atlas, but sometimes I say to myself, to give myself credit, mm-hmm. when I look at my parents' generation yeah. and- how horribly they took care of themselves. And I think we all try to improve on that. So I try to look at the areas in which I've done a better job or at least attempt to do a better job than they did. And just the fact that you're trying should mean something.
1: Exactly. And that's why I say, like, I think it's important for us to show our self-worth by treating ourselves well and giving ourselves love in that way for whatever it is. For some people, it's going to the gym. For some people, it's taking that walk. For some people, it's just trying to kind of watch a little bit better of what they're eating, stuff like that. But showing yourself self, that love. A lot of times, too, we get in that negative cycle and we start hating on ourselves and then we start doing the thing that we didn't want to do, like over emotional eating or sabotaging mm-hmm. ourselves and that kind of thing. So it's really important to start with the basis of you are worthy because you are. You are worthy because you are here. You're starting to start sound like Stuart Smalley. Do you remember
0: him from Saturday Night Live? <laughs> L-? <laughs> because you're good enough, you're,
1: you're good smart enough. enough, and gosh darn it, people like you. People like you. Yeah, he was one of my mentors.
0: <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm Just rethinking kidding. this podcast. <laughs> All of a sudden. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, I'm thinking about when you're out, instead of bringing in DeCastro, maybe I can bring in Smalley. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> See that? The wheels are turning in that brain of yours, Brian. If people want to contact you in between putting filters on all of their photos, Courtney, how can they do that?
1: You can contact me at wellness at WCTK.com. You can also come to our website, catcountry.com. The Wellness Wednesday page has some great resources, and we also have our Wellness Wednesday, a little quick dose of coping and support for people
0: And whereas socials can be a minefield in Mm -hmm. some of these areas, how about you use those socials for good? We're at Cat Country Mornings on most of those. Mm -hmm. Courtney and I have our own personal pages. If you want to see how horrible I look compared to you, that'd be Brian Mulhern. (laughs) H-E-R-N and B-R-I-A-N. And then, of course, Courtney Kelly EY, Mm -hmm. Courtney Kelly Bedard for you. And don't forget about telling people about Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. They can check that out on Spotify, Mm -hmm. Apple Podcasts, and even your smart devices. Love it. I don't know. How good we look, Courtney. But I think this sounded pretty yeah, good. Know, exactly. <laughs> so let's focus <laughs> a, on that. Yes, on how we sound <laughs> as we try to waddle our way through another week. Thanks for joining us on Coping on the Couch with Courtney and Brian. Thank you. I